Hi loves, I'm back, back with a new episode and something that's piqued my interest over the years and I'm glad that it's a topic that is that I could get to share with you and just push out there so that other people could get the information and enhance their their sexual experience as well. So let's talk about aftercare. We hear a lot about sex. For some people, they like to discuss what they want from sex or insects or true insects, what they don't want. Um, foreplay, foreplay is a big thing. Consistency, safe words, kinks, um, fetishes, BDSM, all that good stuff. All those things we hear about it. Even the ones that just be like, mm, that's a little too extra for my liking. You're going too much, especially when they start to play with fire and all those things. Uh-uh-uh. Although I don't mind the wax. <laughs> but yeah, foreplay, I think, is the most talked about topic because time and time again, people have proven that foreplay is critical. It's a critical introduction before you actually get into the sexual act itself. You see, it builds on uh, your anticipation it builds up that momentum of you know doing the thing doing the deed and because you know you're, you're playing around and whatnot during foreplay it actually gets the juices flowing and you know when the juices starts to flow the things feel nicer than if it was just you know dry because you don't want to go dry at all but rarely is aftercare talked about and i don't mean just you know, cuddling up because those two hormones, remember, oxytocin and vasopressin, yeah, coursing through your body, your veins, and it forcing you to want to cuddle, to see and protect that person and just be with them. No, I'm talking about real after-sex care, the kind of thing that, you know, gets the attention and reaffirms both partners of their inherent value. Now, our nice homegirl, Aaliyah Moore, from blacklove.com, explains that the way we behave post-intercourse affects our sexual health. She says that it encompasses a wide range of activities that involve your body and mind. You know, as I I read it, um, I thought about a podcast I listened to, one of the hosts she was going on and on about her man and her this and her that and what he does and whatnot. But um, he's like six six foot something and she's like five foot and thick. And she said he is the type that likes to contort your body into all kind of different positions, have you looking like a crazy person. But he makes up for it in his aftercare because she said what happens after sex. He would help her clean up. He would um, go and uh, warm some oil to come and massage her body. He gives her full body massage after sex, after the sessions, no matter how much rounds they go. You know, that after that final round, he would, you know, make her feel nice. And after he wraps her down, cleans her up, tighten up the place, tidy up the place, then he would 
either cook food and bring for her to eat, you know, make something quick. Or if they had food there already, he would bring something for her or just make some tea, you know, and just sit with her and talk and chat and whatnot. And I thought that was so adorable, you know, <clears throat> because those little things that just shows how much you care for the person and how much you care about the safety and the comfort of that person. So those things are big points to me, right? It also shows that, you know, you, you care enough to want the person to want you to come back, if you know what I mean. So if, you, if your partner feels good and you show, you know, that care and attention and affection, chances are they're going to call you back for another round. And I don't mean at that same time, but, you know, they will call it back over again or it will just improve the intimacy that you all share, right? It's a good, it's a good ROI return on investment. Ah, so let me tell you my story. Of course, you know, I had to hit you with my story. Come on. So I know my arrangements with my dick guys were just for sex, but. With the forbidden fruit, as I like to call them now, I wanted more. I really did. I, I just didn't want the, you know, come and they have sex and just a quick thing or how much rounds or whatever, and then they just leave. I wanted more. We never cuddled much, but we did have pillow talks. So sometimes he would stay back and, you know, we would talk about all kind of stuff. Movies, um, what going on in their life, work. Whatever it is, you will just sit down and talk about it. And I remember a time I asked him about, you know, why don't we do more stuff like cuddling or, you know, if you come at night, just spend the night and done. And he told me that he was under the impression that I didn't like cuddling. No, no, that wasn't my thing. And I didn't really show affection to want him to respond to me affectionately i mean i can't blame him because at that at that time now i know better now huh? but at that time i used to say that i wasn't i wasn't too much into that mushy thing now that cuddling and you know being so overtly affectionate i really was not that type of person but in my defense right it wasn't because i didn't like it it's just that on one hand, I didn't know how he would have taken it as me being more affectionate towards him because, again, of the the arrangement that we had, as well as I was trying to protect my my own self because I didn't want to you know start the whole affectionate thing and you know you get into kissing and cuddling and hugging up and touching up and whatnot and then I started to feel deep feelings for the person and maybe I I had a fear as well that I, if I did show that affection that it would not have been reciprocated and then I would just be left feeling disappointed so you know I kind of just kept those things to myself and just stick with the the arrangement but little that i know at the time like i said sex no matter what form or arrangement you have or with who you have it with it 
triggers some kind of emotion or connection in most of us. And I say a kind of psychopath and that's not a thing. And, you know, you know, something psychologically wrong with you. But in most of us, once you have sex with someone, it triggers some kind of emotional connection or, or some kind of something. You do feel something towards the person you have sex with. Even if, in general, you don't like the person, it still triggers some kind of feeling in you. You just have to figure out what you're feeling and go through it and figure out if you want to continue to feel those feelings or if you don't like how you're feeling and you need to change that or stay away from that feeling, you know? And I guess because I withhold those things, it just made things kind of upward, I suppose. Because now it was like, okay, I brought it up. Do we... Do I now start to show affection or do I still continue to withhold it? Do you want me to show affection? Or, you know, eventually we did. We did start to show some sort of affection. We started to, but I don't know. It it just kind of evolved over time. Other than a good return on investment aftercare is important because it keeps your body healthy and your sexual experiences positive and that is a good thing that is a very good thing because i i, I always say no more sex you want to have a positive experience when you have sex right if you are in a relationship aftercare can enhance your intimacy by bringing the two of you closer together and positively associate sex with feelings of nurture and love. Even, even if you're, you know, doing the dick thing or the guy thing or, or just having casual sex, good aftercare reaffirms both partners their inherent value as people. Um, let me put it a different way for you. So what they want to say is that it reminds us that we deserve to be treated well even when no one wants something from us and in that case you know after care is after the sex so the person already got the sex from you they already hit the honey jar you know there's nothing else at this point that they could get from you so now knowing that oh they already have sex you already did the deed they already get the cooch and this person still trying to care for you, that would, you know, enhance the intimacy between the two of you. It would ha- also enhance your self, self of safety, um, your self-esteem. It would also make you comfortable and, I don't know, being in a vulnerable position where you could share information, share how you really feel or, I don't know, make other arrangements because you felt so good they want to have this, this positive experience again with this person, right? So it also reminds you that as a human in any situation, your partner is worth taking care of as well as you are. The problem is if you neglect aftercare, it can result in you or your partner feeling used because I remember at a point in time, I used to f- get that feeling, that feeling that, you know, oh, you're just using it for sex. I mean, I use it for sex too, but at the same time, you know, it, it makes you feel cheap and not, 
worthy of anything else but sex right of course this will take a hit on the person's self-esteem in long-term relationships it can give one or both partners negative feelings towards sex and we don't want that because in turn it may make them lose interest in sex with the with you with each other which can cause other problems in the relationship right so we're trying to avoid that so try your best to do your aftercare because you don't want to have negative emotions or feelings about sex or about your partner right and there is also something that they mentioned called postcoital dysphoria pcd and this is where people experience negative stuff after sex so you know you have sex it comes sort of like um how to put it postpartum depression yes it cause it comes it's similar to postpartum depression so you know after Propose for mothers, new mothers, after they give birth, they may go into a state of depression because, of course, your hormones are all over the place and it, it imbalances, you just can't manage and could lead you to not even want to hold or pick up or say about your child, which everyone knows, you know, is, un, well, I shouldn't say unnatural, but it is unnatural. Because your innate nature as a mother would want to care and nurture your child. Right? So it's, it's similar to that. So postcoital dysphoria, PCD, is where people can experience tides of sadness, irritability, or even tears after sex, like real tears. And not, not tears in a positive way, but tears in a negative way that, you know, it just not. And if this is if this happens to you, or if this has happened to you, that's okay, because like I said, it's it's normal, but not really normal. You may not get a lot of people um, experiencing this, or you may not encounter someone experiencing this. But if you do, please know that it's okay. You just need to ask your partner what you need to do in order to make them feel comfortable and help them work through it. Or if you experience that, you need to do the same. Just let your partner know what it is you need, what you need from them, whether it's space, a little alone time, just, you know, scroll through your phone for a short time, do something to just work through that emotion, work through that negative connection, and get through it, get over it. So you can go back to being somewhat normal. Uh, maybe so let me give you some tips for aftercare now feel free to enhance your aftercare with whatever it is you or your partner need because everyone is different everyone experiences different and everyone will like different things so not everyone is the same and that being said just be mindful and respectful of what you your partner and you want and hopefully you have the courage to voice this, those things, right? So number one, at the top of the list is hygiene. Pee after sex. And I hope everyone does because both of you need to do this. Man, woman, to woman, to man, however it is you want to go. If that's what you're into, pee after sex. Peeing after sex can help prevent infections or irritation in your genitals. So it's important to do that. Number two. If your partner is on medication, 
you know, you could just set a reminder beforehand, before sex. If you had one of those spontaneous sex sessions and you didn't get a chance to set a reminder, just, you know, roll over and remind your partner, hey, you're taking medication, go and take it now, now. Just remember you had that to take, yeah? And this is also good to pay after sex, especially if your partner is on medication. Remember those things go through your pores, go through your veins and everything. So if depending on how potent the medication is, it can get on you and get absorbed in you. Especially if you know your partner as a woman, your partner ejaculates in you, you need to, you know, scoop it out <laughs> or get it out or clean it out, flush it out, something, you know, just saying. Number three, offer your partner something to drink. I always I always try to offer them water or if they need a little Gatorade. And of course, you know, we're getting up there and sometimes you need a little more than water and Gatorade. You might need an ensure, you know, something just to replenish your, the nutrients and the fluids in your body that you lost during your session. Or if you don't want something to drink you can offer them food because of course some people love food and food is is good after sex as well it, as it could you could work up a help hefty appetite after you had a good session or a good couple of sessions so yeah something to drink some water even something like chocolate you know get back some sugar in the system number four you can do like homeboy earlier and give your partner a nice little rub down, a little massage. If you have a little massage oil or a little coconut oil, whatever you want to use, you know, give him a little rub down, massage your knees because my knees, my knees don't, they don't anymore. Uh, I do some, some couples yoga. That could be another thing. Right? Those couples are very, very nice and relaxing. And uh, number five, you could always you could always stick to cuddling, you know? But you see, these days, this kind of heat we get in, um, I don't think cuddling is right for you now, no? Especially with the, the, this, these temperatures that we're hitting, have people still sweating in AC. Let me tell you, I have my AC on. I just had to have my fan on together at the same time as I, but AC be working overtime with this kind of 33 and 34 degrees when they come. My goodness, it ain't easy. So, yeah, like I said, these are just some tips that you could use or you could add anything else you want to add to your aftercare. Remember, it's all about you and your partner, and you want to ensure that you have a full experience, a full sexual experience. Work on your aftercare, people. Work on it. Find out what you need or what you would like to have done after sex, right? Or what your partner needs or would like to have done after sex to have a full satisfying sexual experience and not just have plain old sex we need to evolve we need to move away from just sticking dicks and things into vaginas and mouths and anuses if that's what you're into i'm not judging you but yeah you need to to have at this point in my life i want to have a full satisfying sexual experience that's why i don't like quickies uh, quickies is not my thing because it's just in and out and you're done no 
I want to have a full, satisfying sexual experience. Even if we take whole night, a whole day, or whole 24 hours. I don't mind. I really don't mind. <laughs> anyway, as always, people, life is short. Live good, eat good, and for goodness sakes, don't have any boring sex. Catch me in the next episode. Bye.